Hello, this is Brooke Sean or Brooke. What? <laughs> I just combined her name. This is oh Sean Kern and Brooke Newell. You're listening to Wednesday Wrap Ups, although obviously this is a very special episode. As yeah. most of you probably know, it is Monday, <laughs> not Wednesday. Yes, it is Monday. So I know we said, well, obviously because Sean's going to be here, not going to be here next Wednesday. So that's why we're doing it today. Yes, yes. Um. So I know we said we'd be doing the Disney, Disney Channel, Channel movies today, but but we have a very special guest with us. So we're going to do a different segment today. Yes. Vishnu, do you want to introduce yourself? Yes. Hi, everyone. So my name is Vishnu Raghavan, and I was in this exact class in Brooke and Sean's position mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, in around 2019 when I graduated from here. And now I went to Arizona State University. That's where I've been for the past four years. And I graduated uh, summa cum laude with a degree in political science. And I'm going to be going to Georgetown in the fall where I will do a master's in comparative history. Fun. So overall, they're excited. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And while Vishnu was in this program, he had a show called Vishnu's World. And I think it was a segment in that show called Stump Vishnu. So yes. Do you want to explain a little bit about that? Yes. So there was a segment uh, sometimes in this show where people could call in, uh, could call the station in live and could stump uh, me by asking me to describe a certain country or mm-hmm. a fact about a certain country. And if I didn't know it, then they would have stumped me. <laughs> so, so we're going to simulate yeah, the same thing. Yeah, we have seven countries Brooke and, Brooke and I will today. be the callers. Yeah. <laughs> the callers. Yeah. yeah. So we have seven countries. We're going to see if we can stump Vishnu. Yes. Okay. So first off, we have Italy. Yes. So Italy has 20 regions, and the capital of Italy is Rome. Italy borders Austria to the north, um, as well as France. On the northeast, uh, Italy has borders with Slovenia. Um, Italy um, actually has had a lot of issues um, with their northern region called um, El Alto Adige in Italian or Zutirol in German because this is a region that is bilingual where they speak both Italian and German. And this region would actually like to be annexed to Austria or at least the German speakers in this region feel a deeper connection with Austria than with Italy. Mm. And so Italy is um, currently actually having a small issue with this region. Um, Currently, the um, uh, president of Italy is Matteo Salvini. um, And Italy has been seeing sort of this rise in nationalism um, and actually, to immigration. Actually, I'm sorry about that. The current leader of Italy is Giorgia Maloney. Um, it was Salvini. Now it is Maloney. Maloney was also recently elected. She is in the same party, though, as Salvini, who is the interior minister. Um, and Italy has been having sort of um, a rise of nationalism due to immigration that has been coming from Africa uh, through boats. Interesting. Interesting. Wait, I do have a question. Um, how did you like find that you loved learning about like history and geography? Yeah. Like, how did you discover that passion? I guess so. It actually all started when I took a business law class with Mr. Bryant, with our teacher um, here, who initially was teaching business law because oh, the original teacher retired in the middle of the year. Oh. <laughs> and um, uh, to get points, to get leadership points, one option was to um, talk about news stories that are pertaining to business law. And I want it to be different being a 15-year-old. I think we can all understand (laughs) how we all want to be different. We want to rebel. And I think my way of doing that was looking up stories that happen in very obscure parts of the world and talking about them to get points and reading newspapers from around the world. And so when I started doing that, I found out how much I loved this. And then 
when I started learning other languages, when I started learning Spanish and German later on, I um, started really understanding the history and politics of different parts of the world. Cool. That's so interesting. Okay. The second country we have is Yemen. Yes. So Yemen's capital is Sana'a. Yemen is um, actually currently going through a civil war uh, between the Houthi rebels, which are funded by Iran, and their existing government. Um, currently, Yemen has had a lot of issues, mostly um, that stems from 1990 when there was a unification of Yemen because there used to be the Republic of South Yemen uh, with its capital in Aden. That changed to one country um, with its capital in Sana'a. Um, Yemen borders Oman to the east, Saudi Arabia to the north. Um, Yemen is um, has been victim of um, a lot of pirates and pirate ships because Yemen is located more or less near Djibouti in the Horn of Africa. So there's been a lot of sort of pirate movements um, in this area. So, yeah. Cool. This is the knowledge I need in my early civ class. <laughs> okay, the next country is France. Yes, yeah, so France is um, actually a rather unique country mostly because um, while France is nominally Catholic, it is one of the more secular countries in Europe. Religion is not really a huge or major part of French life. Um, this usually, I think, stems from the 1789 through 91 French Revolution um, that took place um, uh, over there. And France uh, borders um, Germany to the northeast in Italy um, uh, and Spain to the south. Um, it has borders as well with Switzerland as you go to the east um, and Belgium and the Netherlands as you go towards the north and the northwest. The capital of France is Paris, and um, there are 27 uh, different regions in France. Whoa. Wow. That's a lot oh, of yeah. regions. Um, okay. Next up is Greece. Yes, so the capital of Greece is Athens, and Greece is fascinating because one could really say that Athens was the place where democracy had first started, and wow. one could really also say that Greece was the place where politics and international relations first started. One thing that I find very fascinating is the Melian Dialogue of the Peloponnesian War that took place um, and around 430 um, uh, B.C. or so, between Athens and Sparta. Obviously, currently, though, um, modern Greece sort of includes all of this, and Greece, is ter Greece actually regained a lot of its lost territory um, with the redrawing of the Artavolos line in 1831 after the Greek War of Independence. I don't think a lot of people know this, but Greece was actually under Ottoman or Turkish rule up wow. until around 1831. Um, and I also don't think a lot of people know this, but Greece um, had their own civil war right after World War II because World War oh, II had left a power vacuum when the Nazis mm. had left. Um, and yes. Yeah, I certainly didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. The next country is Korea. Yes. North or south? Um, both. Both. Okay. <laughs> All right. We can, do, we can do both. Yeah. Um, uh, both are equally very fascinating countries, and I think there's been a lot of talk on whether – they're eventually going to unify. The Korean Peninsula will unify. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think that's going to be the case, to be very clear. I don't think it's very different from Germany and how Germany unified. I think a lot of people have been talking about how Korea and Germany um, in their own ways are similar because both North Korea and South Korea speak the same language. But 
there are a little bit of variations with the, within the language. However, I don't think I don't think they'll unify. If we look at South Korea though specifically, uh, South Korea's capital is Seoul. They border um, North Korea to um, obviously the north. Um, South Korea though has um, uh, famous famous islands, um, including the island of Jeju. Um, uh, speaking of Yemen, which was our second country on the list, there was actually a scandal when a lot of Yemeni refugees um, found refuge in Malaysia and then flew over to this island of Jeju um, and tried to seek refuge there. There has been a lot of discrimination against any sort of immigration um, uh, to Korea by these South Koreans um, because South Koreans feel like their culture must remain ethnically homogenous and they should do what it, they need to do to protect um, their identity, very similar to Japan. Um, if we are to look at South Korea's industries, their industries are uh, famous for the semiconductors and as and for the shipping industry as well. South Korea has a major port called Busan, um, located a few hours outside of their capital, Seoul. Um, if we are to look at North Korea, um, also equally interesting and in sort of how it split away from the South um, when with the Korean War um, uh, in nineteen from nineteen fifty to around nineteen fifty three, um, and North Korea borders Russia to um, uh, the north. There is actually a train line from Pyongyang, which is the capital of North Korea, over to Russia that goes all the way to Moscow, and so you do see a connection, oh, at least geopolitically, between Russia and uh, North Korea. Oh, yeah. North Korea has been sort of a, a major enemy in the United States. Of course, we um, all, I think, know about the nuclear threats that um, yeah. uh, took place prior. And there's the demilitarized zone between North Korea and South Korea. This zone is very different from the zones that divided East and West Germany, mm. uh, mostly because there really is no habitation or even guards there. This has caused sort of plant life to flourish oh, where wow. it wouldn't have otherwise flourished. Interesting. That's so interesting. So I have one question. Do you have any sort of like photographic or eidetic memory or is this just years of memorization? Yeah, I had that question too. So I think that I, I don't think I have any sort of photographic memory. It's a great, it's a great question. Um, but I think I read a lot and I remember some of what I read, but there's a lot of things that I forget. I make mistakes. I made mistakes with the Italy um, mm. thing. As I told you, I said the yeah. leader was Salvini. It really is Georgia Maloney. I was able to correct myself, but obviously I do make mistakes, and I don't think that someone with the photographic or eidetic memory would would make oh, mistakes, mm. right? So um, it is it is a lot of reading, but I really only started this my junior year of high school, so yeah. it's only been around six years. It's not like I've been doing this my whole life. <laughs> yeah. Did like when you were in school, did you like memorize things as easily as you do for like? Like something that you weren't interested in as much. No, nope. um, you can you can go talk to any of my math teachers. Um, they they didn't really like me too much because um, I wouldn't pay attention and I I can't really pay so much attention to things that I'm not really into. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, okay. Another country is the Czech Republic or Czechoslovakia. Um, you mean Cheshire. Um, oh, oh, that's my uh, bad. It, <laughs> it used to be Czechoslovakia until 1989 when oh. um, Slovakia separated. Um, and I think it's it's also a very fascinating sort of set of countries if you're going to be looking at it how it used to be, mm. mostly because while the Czech and Slovak languages are similar, um, when it was under Czechoslovakia, when it had its capital in Prague, 
the Czech Republic actually discriminated against the Slovak language a lot, and that's why Slovaks were extremely proud to be independent and separated from the mm-hmm. Czech Republic. Oh, yeah. um, 1968 uh, was kind of the only sort of exception where the Slovak language was allowed to sort of exist without being under a lot of discrimination. Um, the Czech Republic has borders, of course, with Slovakia um, uh, to the south, Poland as well to the north, um, Germany and Austria to the um, uh, west and southwest, um, respectively. Um, and, um, uh, yeah, um, so that's the Czech Republic. Wait, wait, I have, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I have a question. Yes. Do you ever like, like whip this knowledge out just in your daily life? <laughs> like you're just like talking to a friend or something and they're like, oh, I went to go visit, um, I don't know, France or something. And you're like, actually, I know something about France. That happens all the time. <laughs> um, and uh, that can be a little that can be a little, a little frustrating <laughs> for my friends when they they went to Italy and I start talking about their leader and, and how <laughs> nationalist she might be. That can be a little frustrating. Yeah. I feel like one, that's impressive, though. Uh, I know. Thank you. Like it's thank a party you. trick. Yeah. It is. One thing I tend to always do whenever somebody says what year they were born I'll uh, ask them if they remember an event that happened in the year that they were born. So, um, for example, one of my aunts was born in uh, 1972. I remember this because for my 18th birthday, my senior year, she had come from India, and we were talking about that, and she Mm -hmm. said she was born in 72. Mm -hmm. And then I asked her if she remembered Watergate, and then she said, what? What's Watergate? (laughs) And I started explaining it, and... And my parents uh, kept begging me to stop because <laughs> they didn't want to hear about Watergate. <laughs> That's interesting. Okay, so our next country, and I might butcher this name, but Liechtenstein. Yes, Liechtenstein. So uh, Liechtenstein. I was close. <laughs> um, so Liechtenstein actually, um, and it, it does help that I know German, means mm. sort of enlightened stone, right? So Licht is light. And sto and Stein or Stein is stone. So Liechtenstein means enlightened stone. And I had the privilege of actually going there in the winter of twenty twenty one. I actually went there on Christmas in twenty twenty one. Um it was fascinating. There's a bus that goes from Zurich there, you can take a tour. And Liechtenstein is a principality. It is um sort of one of the only principalities other than Monaco um that is still in existence. Um, Sorry, can you define that? What is the so term a pr- that you- yes? Well, principality I would say is sort of a a um, country where it is ruled by royalty by princes. Hmm. Oh, okay. um, sort of like how a duchy yeah. um, is ruled oh, by a duke, and this is ruled by princes. So okay. you have huh. Prince of Liechtenstein. Um, whose name I unfortunately forgot. So again, I'm not perfect, right? So <laughs> no one is. So um, uh, that's why I don't think I have the photographic reductive memory. Mm-hmm. But um, it is one of the only principalities that remains. It is located um, right between um, uh, Austria and Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Um, and Liechtenstein is very unique because of its very small size. It's also one of the smallest countries in the world. Uh, one of the smallest in Europe. Only San Marino. Um, and the uh, Vatican City and Monaco are even oh. smaller than Liechtenstein. Interesting. And Liechtenstein is also fascinating that they are so small that a lot of their criminal justice is actually outsourced to Austria. So Austria <laughs> takes care of that for oh, us. Okay. That's so mm-hmm. nice. That's, 
Yeah. I, have, I have a question. Are you fluent in German? Um, I am conversational, or, I would say. Uh, oh, yeah, gotcha. Um, as in, if I, when I went to Switzerland, mm-hmm. um, when I went to Liechtenstein, when I went to Austria, to Vienna over the summer, I could get around. Um, I attended a German tour of a concentration camp. Oh. Um, I understood around half of it, so not all, <laughs> but around half. Um, I've read primary source documents from the Holocaust in German. I've listened mm. to some of Hitler's speeches. Oh. I understand most of um, sort of the speeches from the Holocaust or from that era. Um, I've spoken with lots of Germans I've, um, and stuff, so I am conversational, yeah. but I'm not perfect. Advanced words can be kind of tricky. Yeah. Um, and but, you, you, know. you mentioned Spanish before as well? Yes, yes. Um, so I took Spanish here at high school. Um, oh, and, um yeah. Uh, got private tutors, and, and since then I've just started learning it. Um, oh, I was in Madrid hard. twice over the summer. Okay. I think it really helps in all these languages because I can read a lot about Liechtenstein or about these countries yeah. in their language that I wouldn't be able to get access to if I had only been able to do so in English. Yeah. Wait, Brooke, are you taking Spanish? I am taking Spanish, oh, yeah. You guys could have a conversation. <laughs> I don't know how well that would turn out, but yeah. Okay, this is our last um, country, and do you know anything about Kyrgyzstan? <laughs> You mean Kyrgyzstan? <laughs> yes, Kyr- yes, Kyrgyzstan. Yes, Kyrgyzstan. Okay, you know what? We both did it. <laughs> so that that can be a hard one. I know that it does border um, Uzbekistan, mm-hmm. uh, or no, sorry, Tajikistan, um, and Uzbekistan <coughs> as well. Kyrgyzstan is a unique country because they do speak both Kyrgyz and Russian. It's a former post-Soviet country, um, and the capital is Bishkek. Um uh, Kyrgyzstan has received a lot of investments from China from their Belt and Road Initiative. Um, though currently the Americans are trying to uh, do infrastructure investments as well in mm. the country to sort of pull it away from Russian and Chinese influence. Mm. Um, so yes. Interesting. Okay. Well, that was our last. Yep. We did. We did Clearly, get to we stop. Did not yeah. stop Vishnu. <laughs> thank you yeah. so much for coming on our show, Vishnu. Yeah, thank you. We appreciate it. Thank you that. so much, Brooke and Sean. It really was a pleasure. <laughs> um, you're listening to Wednesday, or I guess or Monday, Monday, Monday work <laughs> wrap ups with Brooke and Sean. Yeah, and we'll talk See to you, you next guys week. next week. Bye.